Ave Maria, this is Father Isaac Mary Rallier, and we'll start with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most compassionate Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin, O Virgins, O Mother. To thee do we come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer. A Lady, seated wisdom and spouse of the Holy Spirit, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Francis, pray for us. Saint Pio, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. So, I'd like to thank everyone for all their support over the years. Uh, I haven't been posting any videos or talks for a while. I've really been trying to focus uh, and live what I preach. That I think we really need a time for prayer, more prayer and penance and more reflection. It's definitely needed, but it's also needed to, to speak up in these wicked times that we lived, live in. So many people are wondering if I'm still alive, and thank God I, I am. And so we want to go on from here. The purpose of this talk tonight, too, is to just, I want to make an announcement that starting the new year on January 1st, I'm going to kick off a podcast of Soldiers of the Immaculate, uh, which will be a podcast that will have a talk once a week, and I'll have a, a moderator with me, and we'll be covering uh, uh, subjects every day. Uh, uh, you know, that affects the church and us. Uh, many people will be able, you could email into every week and uh, try to answer as many questions as possible when we go, uh, concerns people have. And so my whole intention is to strengthen my brothers in the faith. The true faith has been handed down to us from Christ to the apostles to the present day. As St. Vincent of Lerins tells us, I quote, in the Catholic Church itself, all possible care must be taken that we hold that faith which has been believed everywhere, always, and by all. And the quote. And this is a well-known quote by St. Vincent, who dealt with the effects of the Arian heresy and what wisdom does this man give us. And this is what we have to cling to today, what the church has always taught. We have to avoid all these novelties. And so we are living in the age of apostasy, that the church, you know, we're in an age of apostasy, and the fathers, doctors tell us it will come from the top down, and it certainly is. Uh, it is so important, my friends, that we study and learn what the church has always taught consistently for 2,000 years. This is the beauty of the Catholic faith, and nobody can change it. No pope, no bishop, no priest, no one. And, and, but it's not enough, my friends. It's not enough just to know the truth. It's not enough to know all the dogmas of the church. We must live it out with our whole heart and our whole soul. And we must live it to the fullest. And I think this is the biggest problem today. Even many good Catholics, traditional Catholics, they know their faith. Here's the question, are we living it? 
part of the chastisements is today is what St. John Hughes talked about, that the worst punishment that God could send upon us is to give us prelates and, and priests uh, that we deserve, that we deserve. And this is it. We're paying for our sins. And so this is what I want to do. So I don't want to just talk about the problems, which we have to do. We have to identify the enemy. We have to identify his tactics. We have to point out the heresies, but we also have to live the faith. This is so important. So in the podcast, we're going to talk about these issues, but we're going to spend time on the spiritual life, how to combat these. Because many, many people are despairing today. And the opposite of despair is a theological virtue of hope. And we have to learn how to grow in the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. That we have to grow in trust and confidence in God. I mean, we're coming up on Christmas, which is one of the greatest feasts, of course, in the church. With Christ, after 4,000 years of men being in exile, cut off from God, that the gates of heaven were closed, he comes, he takes flesh. He becomes a man like us in all things except for sin. And he does this to help to save us. Okay, he comes here to open up the gates of heaven, but he also comes here to teach us how to walk in holiness. And this is what we have to, so if we're just going to moan and cry about the things that are going on, and if we're not going to be doing prayer and penance, our Lord tells us when they, that the apostles were not fruitful in their, in their apostolate, when they say, how can we... How come we're not uh, casting out these demons, Lord? He says, demons like this only pray and fast and can cast out. So we have to focus on this. We have to live to fathom a message. We have to beg our Lord, our Lady, to send uh, the great prelate, the great pope, so that we could consecrate Russia and that Russia will be converted and there'll be a reign of peace in the world. We know that this has not happened yet. I don't hear about all these so-called even traditional podcasters and everyone else that were uh, even mocking traditionalists saying, oh, yeah, these traditionalists think that our lady's just going to wave her wand and Russia will be converted. That is going to take years. That's all nonsense, my friends. Because when the consecration is done, Russia will be converted and it will happen pretty quick. One of the reasons is because Russia, most Russians are Russian Orthodox, and they have seven sacraments. And so for them, all they're going to have to do is renounce their errors with the filioque, you know, marriage, purgatory, and things like that, and make a confession, and they're, they're in the church. And it will happen pretty quick, almost instantly. Why? Because if it happens any other way, man will take credit for it. And they'll say, oh, we did it, not God. But God wants his mother to shine. He wants his people to know this is what my mother promised and it's being fulfilled. So we have to have hope in this season of Christmas and know that if God is for us, who could be against us? But he wants us to stand up and fight. We are the church militant. I am sick of all these podcasts and all these so-called men i think they're a bunch of mary janes oh we have to we have to be careful we have to be nice and all enough of being nice 
We have to have charity, and charity can never be separated from the truth. We got to call a spade a spade. We have to be willing to lay down our life for Christ and his church, and that's the problem with the hierarchy today. They're a bunch of cowards and a bunch of Judases that are leading us people astray. Recently, and how can we ignore this? The, the, the Dicastery for the Doctrine of Faith issued a document, Fiducia Supplicans. <laughs> Unbelievable. And what, what's amazing is people are shocked. Why are people shocked that this document was issued? After that document from hell called the Mars Letizia, how come nobody was in uproar in that blasphemous, heretical document saying that divorced, remarried people can receive the sacrament of the Eucharist? In other words, desecrate the Eucharist. That was from the pits of hell, that document. But the bottom line, my friends, is that was all to lead to where this document leads us now, is to they want to legitimize homosexuality. And this is, a, this is a disgrace. Many people have been emailing me, calling me. They want to know my take on the document. I think anybody who has listened to any of my talks uh, knows what I would say about a document like this. So let me be as clear as possible. In this document, what I hear loud and clear, and I say loud and clear, with no distortion, is the hiss from hell. That's right. Satan himself has inspired this document. And remember, yeah, there's some truths in the document. Of course, because the devil will always give you many truths, but then he'll come with the great lie. He'll put the doubts in your head, the lies, and then he snags you like he did with Eve. And so, yes, like any, I always tell people, if you take a piece of fudge with 1% arsenic in it, 99% fudge, what will happen when you eat it? You will die. And anybody, anybody that reads this document and embraces this document, especially any prelate, any priest, that embraces this and starts to give any kind, any form of blessings to homosexuals, couples, and same-sex couples that are irregular, that is a grave, grave mortal sin. You hear what I'm saying? Grave mortal sin. And if you die with that on your soul, you will go to hell with these poor souls that you are leading astray. It's as simple as that. It's black and white. Don't listen to all this nonsense that these people are telling you. Uh, and we'll get into it. Oh, we're talking about, we're not talking about the, uh, Fernandez and Bogolia, not talking about blessing uh, couples, but individuals. No, it explicitly says, and we'll get to it, couples. And so, my friends, if you call yourself a Catholic and you do not hear the hiss from hell when you read this document you must be living a compromised life a life of sin which dullens your conscience which is the voice of god and darkens your intellect that's what's going on here if you don't realize this if this is not black and white for you then you got a problem your moral life is compromised and you're betraying christ that's what's going on. And so what is Fernandez and Bergoglio doing in, is what they're doing is confirming wicked sinners 
in their sins, which is the most uncharitable thing that one can do to his soul. Because by confirming them in their sins, you're, con you're ultimately helping condemn them to hell in their sins. This document is the same nonsense we're seeing that has been going on for the last 60 years since the Second Vatican Council. Okay, what is the council? What has been going on since the council? The same nonsense. First change the policy and then the doctrine. Okay, first poisoning. It, it, it change the policy, change the policy. It's like they did, oh, with the mass. You, uh, they never even followed the documents from the council, which you can't change the mass, we know that. Uh, but they they did it in a way, oh, yeah, you're supposed to, Latin's supposed to be, uh, the mass supposed to be in Latin primarily, all these things. But nothing, nobody ever followed it. And so once they did, and the head of the congregation for worship just this past year said, we have done it. We, Lex, Lex, uh, <coughs> Arande, Lex Corrende, as we pray, so we believe. We have changed our beliefs by the way we pray to Mass now. That came from the head of the sacred congregation for worship. And that's what's going on here. So the ultimate fruit of this Vatican II, it's the ultimate fruit of the Second Vatican II Council and all the post conciliar popes that have been shoving this nonsense down our throats and they want and now we come to this nonsense of blessings of couples in irregular situations and couples of the same sex this is this is from that's it says number part three that's an exact quote from it it's it's talking about blessings of couples okay that's what it's talking about and so in the document on paragraph 10 it says in I want to quote now. Indeed, blessings are celebrated by virtue of faith and are ordered to the praise of God and the spiritual benefit of his people. As the book of blessings explains, so that this intent might become more apparent by an ancient tradition, the formulas of blessing are primarily aimed at giving glory to God for his gifts, asking for his favors, and restraining the power of the evil in the world. There you, so here they are, once again, real modernists, doing what they always do. They give you truth, and then they, they, they contradict themselves automatically. Remember, I'm tired of hearing, oh, the, the Pope's not in heresy. He's, he's always spewing out heresy, just about. And so the bottom line is this. The heresy here is total modernism because they'll never deny a, 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 an outright doctrine. That's what Pope St. Pius X, a modernist, will never deny a doctrine outright, but they'll do everything to undermine it, and that's the heresy of modernism, summed up quickly. And so that's what we have here. Well, we hold that marriage is sacred and it's only between a man and a woman. And we, as long as you make them know that when you give them the blessing, that this is not a blessing of marriage, it's fine, but it's nonsense. It's, it goes, how is blessing two homosexuals, two lesbians that come, uh, is going to uh, give praise to God? How is it? How is the primary, how are, how is the blessings are primarily aimed at giving glory to God for his gifts, asking for his favors, and restraining the power of evil in the world? 
Two so why would two homosexual lesbians come to a priest for a blessing? I'm going to tell you why. For one reason only. To confirm them in their wicked sins. Okay? They come to be confirmed in their sins. To appease their conscience. And they're trying to quiet their conscience, which is the voice of God. And their conscience is screaming out trying to convict them of their sins, which is an abomination in God's sight, and a sin that cries out for vengeance. This is what's going on when they come. So how is that giving glory to God? They don't give no particular blessing in, in the document. They leave it up to the individual priest. So you know what that's going to amount to. It's going to be crazy. And so... <coughs> This is wicked, my friends. And we, there's a sermon that St. Bonaventure tells us, and I quote him, that all homosexuals died on the day of Christ's birth. <laughs> I'm going to repeat, St. Bonaventure says, all homosexuals that were alive in our, our Lord's time died on the day of Christ's birth. That's why it's such an abomination in God's sight. It really is. This vice is beyond evil, beyond. Our Lord, speaking to St. <coughs> Catherine of Siena in the dialogues, I'm going to quote, Our Lord, God the Father, speaking directly to St. Catherine of Siena, and you could doubt that, but I don't. She was a great, great mystic and a doctor of the church. It was because of her, God used her to end the great schism. And I quote God the Father now, they, the homosexuals, not only fail from resisting the weakness of fallen human nature, but they do even worse when they commit the cursed sin against nature. Like the blind and stupid, having dimmed the light of their understanding, they do not recognize the disease and misery in which they find themselves. For this not only causes me nausea, but is disgusting even to the devils themselves whom these depraved creatures have chosen as their lord for me the sin against nature is so abominable that for it alone five cities were destroyed by virtue of the judgment of my divine justice which could no longer bear their iniquity it is disgusting to the devils not because evil displeases them or because they find pleasure in good, but rather because their nature is angelic and flees upon seeing such a repulsive sin against uh, sin being committed. For while, while certainly it is the devil that first strikes the sinner with the poison arrow of concupiscence, nonetheless, when a man actually carries out such a sinful act, the devil goes away. The end of the quote. I mean, how much clearer can we be about this horrible, horrendous vice? So when two homosexuals come to a priest and they want a blessing, it, they're not talking about individuals now because, oh, you could bless an individual. But let me tell you something. When an individual homosexual comes to me, and if they really want help, I'm not going to help them as a couple. I say, well, first of all, if you're sincere, and you, you, you're you going to have to have a mem in a life. So if you want to come to me, you come alone. Number one, you have to, uh, like in a confessional, I can never, you can't absolve a homosexual ever without them 
uh, number one, abandoning the vice. You can't do it. So you can't absolve someone who's in an ear, who puts himself voluntary in an ear occasion of sin until the occasion is removed. And so this is what has to be done. It's true charity to, to alert these people that you are committing sins that are an abomination in God's sight. That's true charity. Our Lord in the, new, in the gospel, he, he mentions hell more than he does heaven. Why? Because he doesn't want us to go there. He corrects the sinner, unlike Begolia, who has lunch with uh, transvestite men, prostitutes. Are you for real? And you want to have lunch with them, but you better convict them of their sins. And you better say what our Lord said to them. Go and sin no more. But we don't hear that. We don't hear that from Rome. With, now Rome wants every, uh, all the priests to confirm sinners in their sin. It is abomination. Abomination. We have bishops now, the, I read in Austria, the, the head of the bishops' conference basically threaten all priests that will not comply will be basically removed from the priesthood we, you know this is a nonsense that's going on uh many the african bishops thank god they all made it clear we will not bless these relationships once again because when they're coming as a couple what are you doing you're blessing them what they have in common which is sodomy which is a disgrace you can't do it it's it. You don't have to have these long dissertations why this is wrong, blah, blah, blah. It takes common sense. Let's stop dancing with the devil here. Let's start. The devil's a wordsmith. The Vatican, Fernandez, who writes the diabolical book, The Art of Kissing. He's from hell. He's from hell. And he's the one that's going to make decisions on doctrinal cases right now. And so, my friends, we got to be strong. We got to stand strong. You got to write your bishops too and tell them to stand for the truth. The cowards in the United States, they were really saying nothing. We're hearing nothing from the bishops in the United States, how they will not follow this. Uh, we, there was, I mean, there was a group of 500 priests in the UK. Thank God. They said, we're not doing this. And all you priests out there, you cannot do this. There's been many prophecies that the time will come where uh, in these heretical uh, apostate days that they'll try to force priests to do things that are against their conscience. Stop worrying about your pay. Stop worrying about your medical insurance. You better worry about your soul. And do not confirm these people in their sins. If you love these people and you want to lay down your life for their soul, do it. Because Our Lady said... Only those people go to hell because no one pray to do penance for them. But you have to have truth. You have to tell these people the truth. Listen, I love you in Christ. I want you to be happy forever and eternity. If you really love someone, it's basic, right? You will the highest good for them to get to heaven. Therefore, you will never lead them into sin or never condone them in their sin. So we have to pray that the bishops, all of them, stand strong now and reject this. I don't know why they didn't do it with a Mars Letizia. That's how bad. But you know what? It's hope. There's a little hope that they're waking up. Finally, some of them are putting their foot down. And the prophecy of Our Lady Akita is coming, is alive. That the time will come where there will be bishop against bishop, cardinal against cardinal. We are living in these times now, my friends. 
We are living in these times. I think Begolier knows he's coming close to to his death, and he's trying to get as do as much damage as possible. I'm sorry to say to the church. It's obvious. Anybody who thinks different is not being honest. And so be ready, my friends, when you speak up. Those that are true Catholics, those that are truly embrace all the teachings of Holy Mother Church, all the dogmas of the church, you're going to be called schism, schismatics. You're going to be called heretics. Don't listen to these people, okay? We have to live the truth. As like Our Lady of La Salette told us that the time will come where the church will seem to be in an eclipse, like an eclipse. You know, the sun's there, the moon's blocking it. But we know the sun's there. The church will never disappear. The church will never be overcome by Satan and his cohorts. But this is what they're doing. I mean, this is what's going on in society. You know, the whole world has fallen under the reign of communism, which basically is Satanism. Okay? And so read the rules for radicals. Uh, read the uh, Solinsky's, you know, the you know read these guys they tell you uh, you know one of the main things for the whole for the country to become communist is you have to strip it of their morals and this is what's going on so we can't despair we can never give up and we have to know that the gates of hell will not prevail but we have to stand for truth you're gonna the good will suffer with the bad our lord tells us these things so we have to be ready to lay down our lives we have to fight for truth. This nonsense, this abomination of homosexuality has been trying to destroy the church for many years. Many years. Years, over 32 years ago, I entered a seminary and it turned out, you know, we, we had to fight them in there. We had to fight the homosexuals in there. I mean, to get them out. And guess what happened? You know, uh, the seminary pushed back on all of us that were outraged. All right, and it turned out it's been proven that that seminary was part of the pipeline from South America, bringing up homosexual men to infiltrate the priesthood, to take the priesthood down, to take the church down. So this is real, my friends. So we have to get ready, because God, like he's like our late, like he told Saint Catherine of Santa, at that time he destroyed over five cities for this abomination of homosexuality, five cities. Noah's time was of the whole world was wiped out for these vices. Sodom, Gomorrah, the Greeks, the Romans. And now it's scary because that's how God punishes this vice. He destroys, wipes out the whole civilization. And so what, this is what's happening. Now it's not only in one or two countries, it's in the whole world. And worse now, it is in the church so deeply. These bishops, many of them are homosexual, homosexuals. If not, they are sympathetic for it because they know they can't hold their office unless they go along with this nonsense. And so this is, this is what's out there. And once again, any, any bishop that goes along with this, anybody, is, is you're committing grave, grave mortal sin and scandal too on a grand level. And you're you're not you're you're not helping anyone. If you really care about souls, you're gonna fight for their soul. And we have to fight with the truth. Jesus said, "I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. The truth sets you free. 
these souls are miserable. They they're not they have no joy in them. They because they're in bondage, a vice that's destroying their physically, mentally, emotionally, and even more so spiritually. They want to be freed, but they don't let's not confirm them in their vice. And the devil is using this because he knows he he knows God's gonna send his wrath. Uh, he wants these souls in hell with him. And so what do we do? When the, so right now we end with this for today and then we'll get into this more next week is we got to get ready because we are coming, we're in the end times. Now so many people think, oh, the world's going to end tomorrow. This is the apocalypse coming and there's so many heresies out there. So many people into millennialism, killingism, the thousand year reign. This is all nonsense. You gotta be, you gotta be grounded in faith. The Fatima, the, the vision, Our Lady of Fatima is the key that we know Russia, when it's consecrated properly, will be converted and it will begin the reign of peace. Then, we know that Our Lady of La Salette said the reign of peace will last twenty-five years, around a generation, twenty-five years, and then. After that, the Antichrist will enter into his public ministry, of course, to mock God, because the devil is the ape of God. And that reign, we know by scripture, which is inerrant, is only three and a half years, but it'll be three and a half years of hell. And then Christ comes and he destroys the world. There will be new heaven and new earth. The second judgment will take place. So my friends, we're getting close. Let's face it. So we're getting very close, uh, very, very, very close. How much longer will God let the world go on with all these abominations? How much longer will he let men try to destroy his church and continue to lead souls to hell instead of leading them heaven? How long? Our Lord says, and I think it's Ezekiel, woe to you shepherds. He's talking about prelates who instead of gathering my sheep, scatter them. Woe to you shepherds, instead of feeding my sheep, devour them. That's what this document does. Devours the sheep, leads them to hell. The devil is like a roaring lion looking to devour you. Put on the armor of God. This is what's going on. So we have to live every day as if it's the last day. So my sin, blessed Bartholomew Holzenhauer tells us there's seven ages of the church. We're in the fifth age. And he said the fifth age, it, will, it began with the Protestant Revolution. And it's, it will be a wicked age of heresy, schism. There'll be no regard for uh, civil law, natural law, <laughs> no regard for ecclesiastical law at all. And that's what's been going on for five, over 500 years. And it's coming to an end now. When you see this vice right there in the Vatican, when you see the Pope's Concilia Popes committing idolatry, and it didn't start with Francis, it started with John Paul many years ago, desecrating Assisi, I could go on and on, all the wicked, wicked ceremonies that were performed. And it's going on to this day with this, the Pachamama, the abomination these abominations god's about to level us and I, we know that our lady of akita once again warned us about the division said god will destroy three quarters of the world our lady of fatima whole nations will be annihilated 
The good, my friends, will suffer with the bad. So you have to live your life at every moment and do everything to, to, to assure that, you, to your knowledge, you are in the state of grace, that you are in sanctifying grace, that if we die, if, if something happens, a meteorite hits the earth and wipes out millions of people, that you will be, you're going to make it. Part, I believe part of the, the, the Fatima secret that's been hidden is this homosexuality scandals in the church. I believe, and I warned people over three years ago with this COVID nonsense that this would be part of the chastisements of whole nations being annihilated. And it's happening in front of us. It's happening. So wake up, my friends. Don't presume you have tomorrow. Don't presume you have even another hour. Don't. You must live, as you, you know, and St. Alphonse tells us, as you live, so you die. As you live, so you die. He tells us a tree, when it falls in the forest, it falls in the direction it leans. If it's leaning to the left, it cannot, when it rots and it falls, it can't fall to the right. The gravity, the weight's going to pull it down to the left and vice versa. So where are you leaning tonight, my friends? When you go to put your head on that pillow tonight, are you leaning to the left or to the right? St. Alphonse makes it clear, only those who pray will save their soul. So we got to focus on the spiritual life, and that has to be your number one priority. Don't put your stock in all these so-called, there's many apparitions and prophecies. You know, there's the great illuminations coming, people tell us, and, and I don't put stock in that myself. Don't get me wrong. I Can it happen? Yes, because God could do what he wants. Will it happen? I don't know. Do I hope it happened? I surely do, and I hope I'm alive. What a great grace it would be that God would show you your soul, your conscience, where you stand with him, and uh, so that you could change your life. Because once you die, there is no more time. There is no more changing. There's no more chances. So my friends, please take this serious. We are living in wicked times. And how much longer is God going to wait before he really destroys a lot of the world, that whole nations will be annihilated? I really don't think it's going to be long, my friends. And I, I hope I'm wrong. But it's going to happen. So let's finish this new year on our knees. Let's finish this, this year 2023 on our knees doing prayer and penance for in, in in reparation for all the sins that are being committed out there let's pray for uh, fernandez and bigolio that they 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 have a conversion or they're going to lose their soul but let me tell you something and i'll you know heresy is such a wicked sin because it's against the first commandment it's worse than murdering, physically murdering someone. Why? Because you could murder someone, they could go to heaven if they're in grace. But if you murder their soul, yeah, they're going to go to hell. When you commit sins of heresy, you are losing all the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. How are you going to save your soul today without faith, without hope, without charity? If you follow this document, if you follow Morris Letizia, you will lose your soul, my friends. You will lose your soul. And unfortunately, we don't, we don't go to heaven alone. We don't go to hell alone. And that's it. How many? You don't want to drag people to hell. You don't want to go to hell. So pray hard. Pray. And I'm going to push this. And I've been pushing it for years. And the, re, the feedback I get about what I'm going to is amazing. 
I challenge you to do the whole rosary every day. And I mean the three mysteries, all right? Once again, uh, the joyful, sorrowful, and glorious mysteries. That's the rosary our lady gave us. And I believe when she comes at Lord's Fatima and telling us to pray the rosary, she means the whole rosary. And if you do those three rosaries a day, your life will be transformed. You will have an abundance of graces falling on you and your family. People tell me they thought I was crazy because I tell them it's easier to do three rosaries a day than one. And I, so I challenge you, and everyone who takes the challenge is converted. And they said they can't stop. You know why they can't stop? They said because they've seen so many miracles in their lives, in their families. Remember, Our Lady said that the rosary at Fatima could stop wars and famines. It has, and it will. It will stop the wars in your life, in your, in, in your family's life. So take this serious and really start praying the rosary. And you cannot pray the rosary and consistently live in mortal sin. It will One or the other will stop. Either you're going to give up the rosary or you're going to give up the sin. You got to pray for these. If you have just about everyone these days has somebody in their family who's a homosexual or lesbian, that's how bad it is. We have to pray for their conversion. It's through the rosary that this conversion will happen. So, my friends, I'm going to leave you with this. Pray the rosary. Pray the rosary. Our Lady, when she gave the rosary to St. Dominic, she said this. The rosary is the preferred weapon of the Holy Trinity. The preferred weapon of the Holy Trinity. She said at Fatima, Sister Lucia told, a lady told Sister Lucia that our Lord Jesus Christ is given a deeper efficacy for the rosary. It is the weapon for our time. The weapon for Satan is this new document that's what it is one of one of his weapons all right fiducia slupicons amoris letizia these are the devil's weapons don't give in to them my friends i'm gonna give everyone a blessing pax et benedictio de omnipotente patria filia spiritus santi descendus super vos amen